your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today, we react to a popular trade scenario floated on Twitter last night involving Matt Dumba and the Flames. Please, uh, Plus, we get you ready for tonight's Eastern Conference final game and more. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Hello, Sean. How are you today? Doing good, Jess. I'm in a different room than I normally record this podcast in, so I have my microphone literally resting on the corner of my laptop and at any moment it could fall down and make a horrible noise so um it's Living a balancing act right now yeah. yes how are you i'm i'm good it's uh it's feeling like fall here in new york today so it's kind of nice calgary is is warm with all the wildfires <laughs> it's been so smoky and oh. hazy that it's just been a weird weather week i'm so we'll yeah. We'll see how it progresses, but fall is near and winter is, is even more near. So uh, that hockey is, is close to wrapping up and it's, it's the off season while it's fall and winter, which I think is going to take, I'll never be used to this. It'll be so Definitely. weird when the draft is less than a month away now and we're, we're having the draft and then free agency will be a couple of days later and it'll be like the end of October and we're like, what the hell's going on? It should normally be summer, the start yeah. of summer. Um, so, you know, the off season, in know, in the, off season literally because it's fall instead of summer uh will be unique but one thing we'll hope to see is plenty of trades and we've already seen a couple nothing super crazy like yesterday we had that eric Stahl trade um other than that like the least trading captain was probably the next biggest one or, or one of the biggest ones uh, but nothing crazy yet one that i was seeing a lot from flames twitter yesterday and you know i, I thought it was you know nice and because it coincided with us little chat about matt dumba yesterday um was a Matt Dumba trade coming to Calgary for Sean Monahan, And it, it's not necessarily one for one, but that seems to be at least like the main component of a deal. And the reason it's it's been floated out a lot is because both players, Monaghan and Dumba, are 26. Both have three years left on their contracts and both are being paid, you know, similar amounts in the $6 million or $6.5 million range. So like it's almost like a, an ideal swap where the Wild really badly do need depth up the middle like yeah. if you took a, if you look at their daily face-off page where you can see the lineup combinations their center depth is brutal so getting the guy like monahan would make a lot of sense if you're the flames and you see a a dumba for monahan trade come up what's your instant reaction like how do you feel about a move uh, like that possibly being made uh, i don't hate it but i also don't like it like i'm just kind of conflicted i think that you know matt dunba adumba is obviously a good player but i don't i don't know how i feel about getting rid of sean monahan and if this is the right way to do it yeah i think i'm i'm cautious on the move as well um you know you sound basically like the what you just said is almost how my brain kind of reacted to seeing the tweets last night and if, if we're both you know that cautious about it it's probably a move not worth making mm-hmm. um, now obviously like as, as many people like i felt bad for some flames reporters who were kind of putting the the trades the idea of the trade out on twitter and then everyone just crapped on the reporters for you know not uh 
for it just being a one-for-one one deal, which it obviously wouldn't be. I think on, on the wild end of things, they would have to sweeten the return. Uh, maybe Matt Dumba plus something, maybe a draft pick or, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, regardless of, of how sweet the wild make it, you know, to a point, I wouldn't accept the deal. Uh, the thing that, like the question that comes in, into my mind when considering this is like, what do the Flames really value more? Is it having Sean Monaghan as their number one center? Maybe he's not the perfect number one center. He's probably an ideal number two center on a really good team, uh, as we've talked about before. So if you're the Flames, do you value him more as, as knowing you have a number one center and he's your guy? Or do you value that core shakeup that we've been talking about for so long? And obviously trading Monaghan would be, this is probably the second biggest move you can make in terms of a core shakeup. Maybe Gaudreau would be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my kind of question. What do you think? Like, do you just given how unsuccessful this core has been, do you value that shakeup more than maybe having Monaghan as a number one center when, you know, he's maybe not the ideal person to be a number one center on a, on a really good team? I mean, yes, I think, you know, there does need to be the shakeup. But I don't know if this is the right proposition for it. I, like, I don't know if Matt Dumba is, you know, the guy that you add to your blue line in exchange for your top center. I don't know. I just – I something needs to happen. And, you know, like you said, we're both very cautious about this one. So, ugh. I got to tell you, though, from the wild side of things, I would be all over this. Like, Like, oh, my God, it it would be an amazing deal. Like Matt Dumba, we talked about him a lot yesterday. You know, the high risk, high reward kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, The the risk or sorry, the reward hasn't quite been there yet. Um, Not a bad player by any means, like totally a a guy you'd want to have in your lineup. Um, But when you're on the flame side of things, their blue line is pretty solid as is. Uh, assuming Brody's coming back and maybe Hannafin stays around and doesn't get traded or, you know what I mean? Like at, at this present day, their, their blue line is pretty solid. So um, the wild though, their depth up the middle is so lacking and having someone like Monaghan would be, you know, such a nice jolt into that lineup. And he's almost kind of the player um, you would exactly want. And then you, like I mentioned, the, the ages are exactly the mm-hmm. same. The contracts are exactly the same. So from the wild side of things, like I would be all over this and then that will, so I say that, but then I also wonder, like, could the Wild get something better than Sean Monaghan when trying to address that need at center? Because uh, Pierre Lebrun, who is obviously a great NHL insider with The Athletic and TSN, he was mentioning teams like Winnipeg and Toronto being interested in Dumba. Um, Winnipeg maybe doesn't have that center depth to, to make a trade that Calgary does mm-hmm. with, with Monaghan. It might not be as perfect of a fit, but you look at Toronto, you know, maybe Nylander is a name that comes up. Um, I don't think Tavares or Matthews are going anywhere. So no. outside of that, you know, I think from a Winnipeg side of things, it's not a bad option to be shopping around Matt Dumba right now because it seems like a versatile trade chip where, you know, hopefully uh, Dumba can eventually be that piece that has moved to fix their center woes. Um, it's just a matter of, of what the other team is wanting in return. And I think if you're the Flames and you're wanting to move Monaghan, uh, you're probably wanting quite a bit back. Definitely. And, you know, the Wild really don't have a good track record when it comes to trading um, or really anything because I like they traded Charlie Coyle for um, Ryan Donato and I think it was a sixth round pick. And that's like chump change for a guy like Charlie Coyle. So of course they're probably wanting 
to fill his position at center. And Sean Monaghan is that guy. But how can they sweeten that for Calgary? Right. I don't, I just, ugh. Like, I'm looking at their, their roster right now, so there's not much there. Like, from a, no. if you're, if you're, if, if if you're Calgary and you're wanting to to get Dumba plus another roster player, there's not like a whole lot there that would make sense from a Calgary perspective. So then you're looking at draft picks and how many draft picks or, or is it just one first rounder even that makes it worth it? Maybe that's probably a little much Dumba in a first rounder for Monaghan, but um, regardless, like all this, it, it sounds like a lot is going to have to go right for a Dumba deal to make sense for Calgary. If it's going to involve Monaghan, um, maybe there is a scenario um where it's someone other than Monaghan, maybe Michael Backlund would be uh, a better option from from Calgary's perspective. But uh, then you get into some crap trouble and all that stuff. So it just seems a lot harder to make it make sense. Like you're you're working really hard to make it make sense at this point. Which yeah. at, at the, then you kind of have to say, is it is it worth it, or should we just move on and look elsewhere? But um, you know, credit to everyone pointing out how how similar the Monaghan and Dumba kind of obviously deals and ages are on the paper. It at least makes sense, but um, just a tough one to consider. So um, that's that's kind of where we're at right now with the Flames yeah. in their off season. It's just you know every day it seems like a new name kind of pops up. One day it's Tory Krug or Jake DeBrusque or Oliver Ekman Larson. Today it just happened to be Matt Dumba. So um, we'll see who we get tomorrow. Uh, coming up next on Locked On Flames, we have a Eastern Conference Final Game Six to look ahead to. Um, one tool a lot of analysts use to. Uh, kind of make series predictions is just ranking the top five players in the series and whichever team because it's an odd number has the majority is is probably the likely favorite to win the series we know tampa has obviously the better players than the islanders but do the tampa bay lightning have the five best players in this series or is there even one islander who can squeak the top five uh, best players in the eastern conference final we'll discuss next uh, but first i have to tell you about our friends at rock auto and jess and i uh, we're mentioning the changing of the seasons here earlier in the show. That means winter is obviously coming. And if you're in uh, anywhere in, in North America, for the most part, uh, above, you know, kind of that Nevada line, you, you probably need those winter tires. And, um, you know, changing winter tires, there's a lot of tools involved. You obviously need the tires themselves. Um, and having a great, reliable place to purchase all these things um, makes it all the stress uh, that much less. And that's why I recommend rockauto.com because they give you a fantastic deal no matter who you are. Jess and I, I don't think neither of us are in the category of season mechanic. No. Uh, no. Okay, good. Jess and I are on the <laughs> same page there. So uh, we are both the do-it-yourselfers, uh, if we can even call us that. We might even be just um, straight rookies who in, in the whole auto, automotive industry. So, uh, But it doesn't matter to rockauto.com because they're going to give us a, a great deal no matter what. Uh, some of those big box stores give the good deals to only the mechanics uh, that are professionals. Um, but at rockauto.com, like I said, it doesn't matter. You're going to get a great deal. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And they have an amazing catalog of every make and model of uh, cars out there. And, and it's super easy to navigate. It's extensive, but super easy to navigate, uh, which is a rare combination to find. Sometimes when you have these lists that are so, so long, it's awful to find things, but rockauto.com makes it nice and easy. And like I said, best of all, those prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. That is two words, locked on. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And maybe once you're done kind of working on that vehicle or in the midst of working on your vehicle, 
uh, you can head to DoorDash on your phone and order a nice little lunch uh, because it is tough work working on a car. Uh, so you do need to keep uh, your belly full and that's where DoorDash comes into play. It doesn't matter what you're craving, whether it's Chinese pizza, uh, even something like frozen yogurt, there's something for everyone at DoorDash. And one great thing about DoorDash is you continue to support those local communities or sorry, restaurants in your community I'm sure DoorDash has all those amazing, you know, national brands like Taco Bell or Chipotle, um, but they also do have a nice mix of those local restaurants around your community, no matter where you live. Um, so even while those restaurants remain closed for dine-in service, you can still um, help them out and maybe order a dinner there once a week or something like that. Uh, DoorDash has over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. So you have your pick of pretty much anything you'd like. And another great thing about DoorDash is the contactless delivery system. It keeps the Driver's safe. It keeps yourself, the customer safe, um, which is obviously priority number one uh, in 2020. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That is all one word. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto and Sean is at Sean underscore Lavery. So tonight is another wonderful possible elimination game for the Islanders or they can force a game seven against the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, an exercise used to predict, to predict who will win a series is listing the top five players like you mentioned earlier Sean and it's obvious that Tampa would win this exercise but you raised a good question here would they win it in a clean sweep yeah would Tampa like in this series if you take all the players and maybe you can only draft from the Islanders or the Lightning are the first five selections you make are they all Lightning players or does even one single Islander crack the list um, Jess, do you want to start us off? Who is the number one, the best player in this series uh, in the Eastern Conference Final? Uh, my number five is uh, – are we, are we starting with one or five? I think we should start with one because <laughs> – oh, No, that makes sense. Way down. Yeah. Uh, I have Braden Point. I think that he is absolutely fantastic, and he has – not that he had anything to prove going into the playoffs or anything, but he really – kind of you know made a bigger name for himself I just he's been incredibly clutch and especially in those overtime games so I'll take him there you go not a bad choice there's really no bad choices for our first kind of few uh, my number one is Nikita Kucherov just such a he's literally like a, an MVP personified um, you know he's not probably in that in that McDavid tier of things but mm -hmm. um, he is right there and he's been such a consistently good player um, for the Lightning. So he's my number one. Um, just to rip through this a little quickly, uh, Jess, you have Kucherov at number two. I'd imagine for many of the same reasons. Is there yep. anything else you'd like to add about Mr. Kucherov? Uh, no, you no. pretty much nailed it. <laughs> How about your number three, Jess? Who's the third best player, in your opinion, in this series? Uh, I have Andre Vasilevsky. Because, you know, he is a brick wall and any team needs a good goaltender and he's that. There you go. My number two is Victor Hedman. Um, I've been high on him for a long, long time. 
probably the best defenseman in the NHL right now. I can't think of another defenseman that I'd rather have than Victor Hedman. Uh, so there you go. He's my number two. And then Vasilevsky, just like Jess, is my number three. Um, I had a internal debate about what I'd rather have Braden Point or Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having watched the Flames for so long and the, the need for a number one goalie is so prevalent, um, you know, the, the Lightning have Kucherov and Stamkos and all this talent. Uh, so I'll give the edge just to, to Vasilevsky simply because of the position he plays. How about your number four, Jess, the fourth best player in this series? I have Victor Hedman really the same reasons as you. I think that he's absolutely incredible. And the talent he has is just, it's it's in a different league than most of the other defensemen in right. the NHL. Right. My number four is uh, Braden Point. You know, I think we're only a year or two away from a point where, sorry, pardon the pun, but we're a year or two <laughs> away from the point where Braden Point is number one. Um, you obviously love him already. He's number one on your list. Yep. Um, just a great young talent. It's amazing how the Lightning keep finding these players. It's you know, it's obviously one of the main reasons why they are such a good team. Um, so we're four out of five ways through this list on on the top five best players in this series. We obviously have sweeped with with all Lightning on the list so far. For number five, Jess, do you think Steven Stamkos qualifies? in this list uh, because he he's been injured for the whole series. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of a tough question here. Do we count Stamkos being eligible for this list or not? Um, does that matter for your list at all? Do you maybe have someone ahead of Stamkos? Um, I'm having a tough time figuring out what to do with the five spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say he's ineligible for this draft simply because he hasn't played and he's been injured. Um but like any under any other circumstances, he'd be on this list. He'd be near he'd be your number five if he was healthy. Yeah. Okay. So this is where the exercise gets interesting. So if Stamkos <laughs> was healthy, Tampa Bay would sweep this top five list of the five best players. Because I would have him at number five myself as well. Um, five best players in the Eastern Conference final. It would be a lightning sweep for the top five. Uh, so in theory, the Lightning should have swept this series for nothing or probably yeah. won a best of seven series in two games magically somehow because they're so much better. Um, but Samkos is not eligible because he hasn't played or, or he's not on the list because he hasn't played. So who is your number five, Jess? Is it finally an Islander that makes the list? Yeah, it's Matt Barzell. I think that he is, you know, obviously a really good player. Um, you know, um, he he's the offensive kind of push for the Islanders. So I'll, I'll take him at number five. Yeah, I would, I have Barzal at five as well. Um, you know, this, this whole kind of, the point of all of this is just to say that, you know, the, the Islanders only have one player on this top five list. And I think if, even if we expanded it to top 10, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not sure if, if more than two or three Islanders even make that list. Um, so credit to, you know, Barry Trotz and his crew, like the fact that this is a 3-2 series, we could have a game five tonight, or sorry, a game seven uh, eventually, depending on the results of tonight. Um, I think it's a, a impressive testament to to what the Islanders can do as a team, uh, more so than individuals. Like the, the Lightning prove it's very nice to have these individuals uh, because, you know, clearly they're an amazing team. And they've been a contender for a long, long time. Um, but, you know, on the flip side of the coin, the Islanders also prove you don't need to have these amazing superstar players. If you have a, a great, solid team, um, you can go toe-to-toe in an Eastern Conference final with, you know, a President Trophy caliber roster. Definitely. And I think that 
Uh, that's also another testament to the Lightning's coaching as well. Oh, John Cooper not- versus Barry Trotz. Who would you rather have, Chest? You have one one pick, Cooper or Trotz. Who's your guy? Uh, I'm going to go with Barry Trotz because I feel like he can do it. Yeah. I feel I- like he, he's – I don't know. I really liked him in Washington, and what he's doing with the Islanders is fantastic. Remember Pete DeBoer's no regrets yesterday about yep. starting goalies and how we said we just close our eyes and pick one and we'd have no regrets <laughs> either. Um, I, for the second day in a row, I'm going to say that exact same thing. I'd close my eyes between Cooper and, and Trotz and pick one. And whoever I got, yeah. I'd really have no problem with it all. I'd have <laughs> yeah. no regrets about that pick. So um, it'll be an interesting game six tonight. Do we want to try any more reverse psychology mojo? Or do we think uh, we should reverse psychology ourselves by saying it's worked once so it can't work twice? I'm going to say it can't work twice. There we go. My brain hurts trying to think of how, <laughs> what point we're at with the Islanders' psychology. Uh, I think a game seven will be awesome. I'm not going to say no to a game seven. So um, hopefully the Islanders can pull it off tonight. Uh, unrelated, or not unrelated, it is a related note, but a uh, little bit of a tangent. Did you see Simeon Varlamov's little celebration after the Islanders' overtime win? We forgot to mention this yesterday where obviously Eberly scores the overtime goal and the whole team celebrates. Did you see how Varlamov joined his teammates? Yeah. It was like a little slip and slide action going on. Skated the length of the ice. And then when he got two thirds of the way there, just dives on his belly and goes head first into (laughs) a bunch of sharp skates. That's, uh, you know, all over Jordan Eberly. So um, hopefully we get to see part two of the slip and slide from Varlamov. Maybe he goes on his back his time or goes feet first and switches things up. Uh, We'll have to see. So, I guess go Islanders tonight, uh, or maybe not. Maybe go Lightning. We'll see. The psychology, yeah. the, my brain's twisted in <laughs> a knot. I don't know where I'm at right now. So uh, I guess we'll just move on. Still ahead in the show, we have another hockey event that has announced plans for a bubble uh, for this season. Uh, we'll explain all that next. But first, I got to tell you about Roman. Roman makes the hard thing to talk about, that being erectile dysfunction, uh, just a little bit easier. Um, you know, guys are, are not... Uh, super into being enthusiastic about, you know, addressing their medical issues. Uh, But Roman, you know, makes all this so much easier because you can do everything from the comfort of your own home uh, right on your laptop. And, you know, erectile dysfunction is kind of the king of awkward conversations to have with your doctor. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about and you do it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It is simple, it is safe, and it is totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman ships it to you with their amazing free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is also simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete your online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional to take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of an ED treatment. That is getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. So there was a little bit of buzz this morning in the hockey world um, in regards to events and other. I wouldn't say like they're obviously not NHL events, but you know, events that hockey fans are into and really uh, appreciate. 
first one, obviously, is the World Junior Championship. Jess, I wanted to ask you before we got into what the World Junior Championship announced today. Is the World Juniors a big deal for you and kind of like, I guess, Americans uh, that you, American hockey fans that you talk to? Because in Canada, me, obviously, having been an employee of TSN, who is been the rights holder for the world juniors for basically as long as I've been alive. Uh, it is a huge deal, um, obviously for the company, but for, you know, Canadians overall, mm-hmm. um, most like your average hockey fan, like maybe my mom, for example, who doesn't really know too much about the game, but enjoys watching it. Um, she'll get into the world juniors, probably the gold medal game only, but you know, still like it's, it's kind <laughs> of a big deal. Does the same apply to, to your average hockey fan that, you know, is, are the world juniors a big deal down there as well? Um, I would say to the ones that are like super, super into the game, I know that I'll occasionally watch it. It's not something that I, you know, block out in my day, but I know people who definitely like hype it up and watch it every year religiously. Yeah, I can I can get I can get behind and hype up a tournament that's in North America mm-hmm. uh, when they go to Russia or or anywhere in Europe and the games are at like six a.m. I can't. Uh, that's a tough hype <laughs> for me to do. So uh, this year's tournament was supposed to be. Uh, they usually when they're in Canada they split between two, two cities. Uh, this year was supposed to be Edmonton and Red Deer. Uh, today they announced that this year's World Junior Championship is going to be in a bubble, just like the NHL is currently in, uh, and the World Juniors bubble is also going to be. Uh, in Edmonton. Um, My biggest kind of takeaway from this is that the World Juniors is obviously right around the Christmas season and and obviously extends a little bit into the new year, um, which is where the NHL has kind of penciled roughly their date for next season to start. So if the World Juniors is already thinking, you know, this far ahead, not that December is really that far at all at at this point in time in late September, but um, the IIHF is thinking this far ahead and already thinking the bubble is the best option. Do you think that means then that the we should probably be expecting an NHL bubble again to start next season, Jess. Like, what do you think of the World Juniors electing to go to a bubble as well? I think that it's a good idea because, you know, we don't know what uh, December, January is going to look like. And hopefully, fingers crossed, that the world is in a better place. You know, who knows with this whole pandemic. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of bubble for uh, the NHL next season. And I think that that is going to, um, you know, cause a lot of players to, you know, maybe consider opting out again. Right. I I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) I originally had this question written down kind of from our perspective, but I think the obvious answer is is obvious and the question is would you rather have a whole season in a bubble or no season at all and obviously for us as viewers you know our lives aren't necessarily impacted that big that much at all so um, the obvious answer is the whole season to to Mm -hmm. be in a bubble for us so I guess I'll ask it from a player's perspective if you were uh, an NHL player and faced with this decision of you know playing they would probably be in that bubble for close to six months I would guess like depending on how long the season Mm -hmm. is Jess, if you were a player, would you rather have a whole season be in a bubble or no season at all? I would say no season at all, especially if I'm a guy who has a family. And I don't know if you've seen some of these homecoming videos, but they are very good tearjerkers. They are good tearjerkers. (laughs) 
I just, I can't imagine being away from my family for that long. Um, when the pandemic started, I actually was away from my family for four months because it was just too unsafe to travel between states. And um, I could not imagine going through that again. So. Right. Right. Yeah, it would be insanely hard. Did you see the video? One of those homecomings? I forget who the player was. I want to say it was either TJ Oshie or Cam Talbot. And neither of those guys had really anything in common. So I don't know why they came to mind. <laughs> but there was one player who did one of these homecoming videos. And the, the poor kids didn't really know who the guys that got out of the car like they kind of forgot that was their dad. And then obviously it clicked and everything was excited and happy again and normal. But for a brief moment there, there was a moment where an NHL player returned home and their kids were like, who the hell is this guy? Like, What's he doing here? Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. I can't the, imagine just like g- going from being with your kids every day or like on a semi-regular basis, like even during the regular season. And then like <laughs> they just forget who you are. That's oh. – now, I think there's hope for the NHL that they don't have to start in a bubble because mm-hmm. baseball has opted for no bubble and is almost traveling as normal. And obviously at the start of the year, there was like a huge crisis where the Miami Marlins had basically almost their whole team test positive mm-hmm. and teams around the majors were testing positive. Uh, and it felt like the season was really going to be canceled. They have since, I don't want to say gotten it under control, but like there hasn't been like that risk of a canceled season uh, right. really since then and then obviously now the nfl now they're only one week into things and they're traveling as normal as well um, and they obviously have much larger traveling parties than baseball teams do um, there hasn't been an issue yet in the nfl uh, now granted it's only one week into the whole thing um, but i think if, if baseball continues to kind of really not have their season at risk of being canceled and football can pull this off with um, no major hiccups then i think there's there's maybe a case and hope for the NHL to go to a non-bubble format. I don't think there's any chance we have fans this year at all. So that's not even um, yeah. in my thought process. But I think, you know, if the MLB and NFL provide good examples, that maybe the NHL can go back to a little bit more normal of, of traveling schedules. Definitely. And, you know, I think that it's certainly a possibility. And if you asked me this, you know, when they had started planning the return to play, I would have said, no, you're absolutely crazy. What is going, like, why would you risk this? But I mean, if things keep trending in a positive direction, I I don't see an issue. Would you think, would you ever consider like, let's say um, the only option or not one of the, probably like a, a option that was pitched was to start in a bubble, but then shift at some point halfway through the year to traveling. That would obviously be a big kind of change for the teams to, to adjust to midseason. Would that be something you would at all entertain? Or is that kind of too much change for one year uh, to start in a bubble, but then shift to, to traveling? Um, I'm here for it. I think that it could definitely work um, and kind of shift back to that sense of normalcy. But I don't know how long you would play in the bubble and then, you know, shift back to uh, normal travel but I guess that's something for the people who get paid all the big bucks to figure out yeah I wonder like I gotta be I'm really curious as to what they're thinking at this point because mm-hmm. you know the IHF obviously had to double IHF obviously had to make a call on the world juniors and what they're going to do with that and they they made the bubble call so um, I'd imagine an NHL decision on next year can't be too far away. Like they probably already have some plans in place, but these situations have been so fluid for, for the whole year of, of stuff always changing. And um, 
it's it's been a disaster of a year so who knows where we'll be in, in late December. It's it's tough to predict anything at all. But like you said, people get paid a lot more money than you and I do to to sort all this out. So we'll let them deal with the, the stress of all this. And you and I can just kind of sit back on our catches and literally just watch the, the hockey be played. So uh, not a bad spot for us uh, at all. And coming up tomorrow, we're going to actually react to uh, sitting on our couches and watching some hockey as we have an Eastern Conference final game tonight. So tomorrow we'll react to that, maybe even preview a Stanley Cup series if the Lightning win tonight. Um, we'll have to see. And the way this week is going as well, we may also have a new flame trade target uh, that Twitter got into tonight to, to break down as well. So uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow us there. Jess is at Jessica Balmasto. I am at Sean underscore Lavery. And be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each and every day. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to listen to Locked on Leafs with my good friend Mike DiStefano. Uh, the Leafs recently announced earlier this afternoon that they hired Manny Malhotra. Uh, Jess, you must know Manny Malhotra pretty well back from the 2011 Cup Final. He is a new assistant coach uh, in Toronto, so he was on the Canucks staff. Now he's on the Leafs staff, so uh, Mike will have all that for you and maybe some own uh, Matt Dumba trade scenarios from a Toronto perspective there on Locked on Leafs. So uh, go there, subscribe, and listen to Mike there. Uh, Jess, thanks for today, and we'll chat tomorrow. Catch up tomorrow.